It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. Welcome back to the, uh, you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Throws, and yes! Touchdown, did he get it? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome on in to another edition of the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Jason Walker. Thanks for tuning in, being part of the show on this Tuesday. Last hour, we revealed the Region 11 High School Basketball Player of the Week. You can read about it on CashValleyDaily.com. Uh, great performance this last week by Emily Skinner from Ridgeline High School. Uh, sophomore uh, is a sophomore guard. Yeah, sophomore guard. A uh, tremendous uh, week that she had. Uh, this is something that we'll be doing uh, every Tuesday here on the Full Court Press, uh, revealing a, a player of the week. We did this during the football season, and we plan on doing it through the basketball season, and we may even be doing it for spring sports as well. Yeah, we'll see how spring sports goes. Uh, we rely a lot on our broadcasters. We have you know a lot of boots on the ground with these, uh, uh, with these uh, high school basketball games. Won't be as prevalent you know, come spring sports season, we'll still be doing some, uh, but it won't be to the same you know volume where we're getting like every single game that happens. So I'll have to get maybe a little creative. But the goal with this player of the week was always to expand it as much as possible to encompass as much of the high school sports around here as possible. You know, we started in football season when it was only football because that's where we had all our guys, even though there was other sports going on, volleyball, girls, soccer, and there were a lot of great performances from them, but... I just kind of introduced the idea, and I didn't want to bite off more than I could chew. But here we're expanding it to boys and girls basketball, and then we'll grow it as much as we can to recognize all of the great high school sports performances that we have in the Valley, because there are a lot of them. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Uh, I know there's a lot of great wrestlers up here, too, that are state champions and on that level and competing in other sports uh, as well, so... Uh, really exciting stuff. So stay tuned for that, or you can go back in uh, CashValleyDaily.com to read the recap of who it was that uh, won it for this past week. And really, as uh, we kind of alluded to last hour, it, it's been a strong start to the season for our uh, Region 11 basketball teams uh, as we're now, what, two and a half weeks into the regular season? Yeah, basically. Almost three? Cause, yeah, the week Depends on s- some didn't start quite as early as others. But. Yeah, it's like with the, the week one, like, Player of the week we had was technically for a week and a half's worth of games. Kind of a, a few games right before Thanksgiving break, then like the first full week where everyone was playing games. So, yeah, basically two and a half weeks, maybe two actual calendar weeks, but two and a half weeks worth of games or three calendar weeks, two and a half weeks of games. <laughs> However, the math works. <laughs> I'm trying to do math and talk at the same time, and it does not work. Which is always well. a tricky thing. <laughs> it is, it never works. Yes. Uh, so, but uh, that being said, just looking at you know how the season is going so far for Region 11 teams, um, this is uh, it's been a pretty strong start for Region 11, as uh, as we said, just a couple of weeks into it, and the first RPI rankings will be revealed in just a few days, but. Um, 
know, not a bad start for Region 11. I would suspect that they would get some you know, pretty favorable rankings when these uh, first results are revealed. Yeah, I'd have to say Skyview and Ridgeland should be up toward the top, probably at the top of 4A, because uh, and especially because both Skyview and Ridgeline did well against fellow 4A teams in St. George. Um, so they should be at the top. Logan will probably suffer despite having a 5-1 and one record because they've played some... Their their uh, strength of schedule is crap. It's a little bit softer. Um, right before the Century game, I actually calculated the record of their opponents that they'd beaten. And so in, in four wins, the four teams they'd beaten had a combined zero wins. That's changed since then to the point where only one of the teams they've beaten is still winless. But Logan's um, opposing team's record is 10-24. and 24. One of those is the 5-2 and two team they lost to. So the teams they beat have a combined record of 5-22. and 22. So slightly untested Logan, who's looked good in these games... It's not like they're barely sliding by these bad teams. They've beaten some of these bad teams by a lot. So they're kind of in that weird gray zone where you're not sure if they're a great team or just beating up on a bad schedule. We'll see as they go along. Um, but yeah, Skyview and Ridgeline very much looking like the cream of the crop in, uh, in Region 11. Yeah, Dixie and Snow Canyon also at 5-1, and one, only one loss apiece. Uh, for those two schools in uh, out of Region 10. Um, but uh, you know, what we do know is that you know, Skyview, Ridgeline, uh, they've been playing pretty stout uh, non-region schedule. Dixie's played a pretty tough non-region schedule as well. A lot of teams in higher classifications uh, that they have faced. And by and large, taking care of business, their one loss was uh, against Farmington, um, and uh, just a few weeks ago. So that's uh, you know, Dixie has traditionally been a pretty strong basketball power in southern Utah. Yeah, so we'll see exactly how this goes. So like, I guess, you know, Dixie, Skyview, and Ridgeline, they're, and heck, Logan in there too. None of these teams have lost to a 4A team yet. They're, they're doing really well against 4A teams. Heck, Skyview, I was doing the math. I think they're, they've played three 4A teams and have won by an average of 20 points. Against 4A teams, Ooh. so look, and all of them are by double digits. Um, there is a bit of an outlier where they beat Desert Hills by 34, which carries that, but they beat Cedar by 16 and Pineview Pine View by 10, so double-digit wins all around for Skyview against 4A teams. Uh, some big games coming up this week. As we mentioned, uh, Skyview is facing a team from Idaho tonight. They play Leighton Christian tomorrow. Uh, Leighton Christian is an independent in 4A. They're 3-2. and two on the season. Uh, but Green Canyon and Logan heading down to Southern Utah for some tournaments down there. And a uh, couple games that we will have broadcast on. Uh, so uh, two Logan games that we'll have. Their Thursday game versus Snow Canyon early afternoon. Snow Canyon is one of those teams doing really well. They're 5-1 and one on the season. And Dixie's the other one. And they'll face Dixie on Friday at 2. So a uh, couple of different teams that, uh, that are definitely high up in Region 10 and Region 11 will be squaring off. And then on Saturday, it will be Green Canyon versus Dixie, and we'll have that on 100.9 uh, Light FM. So um, interesting kind of a clash between some of the top teams of Region 10 and Region 11 uh, later on this week. 
And Logan is playing the absolute gauntlet, not just in, you know, facing a 5 and one Snow Canyon, also Dixie, and also Bountiful. Because the schedule is reading right, they're going to play four games in three days. That's that's rough. It is weird because Logan's got a game in the early afternoon against Snow Canyon and then a 9 o'clock tip-off against Bountiful, Dixie the following day at 2. So that's they don't even they don't even get more than like twelve hours to they get slightly more than twelve hours. They'll have three games in about a twenty four hour period almost. Yeah, that's that's brutal. <laughs> that's that is very brutal. And they may end up losing that bountiful game solely based off the fact that they're tired, and then maybe also the Dixie one because they're just too tired, and maybe they'll bounce back against Pineview, who's struggled a little bit to start of the season. Yeah, that's uh, that's a brutal. Uh, schedule for Logan High down in St. George. If Logan comes out of this tournament two and two, call that a win. Like, because it's tough teams and a brutal schedule. If they come out three and one, throw a freaking parade. <laughs> <laughs> and if they go four and four, then give them the Medal of Honor, man. Like, <laughs> the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Like, seriously. <laughs> that is that is tough. And it, it'll be uh, it'll be a learning experience for them to really work on their conditioning and and uh, learn how to dig deep. Cause, I mean, I, know, I once played back to back rec games and I about died. <laughs> yeah, there's a little bit of time between, but man, get hydrated, rest, hydrated, stretch, do Wa- some yoga. Just watch some film. Just man especially it's especially hard if you lose a game like that and you have to go into the other back to be like, all right i'm already tired don't have that extra pep in your step from winning and that can just lead to another loss yeah that's, it's a tough didn't look up how good bountiful was that's a it's a tough order right there uh let's see bountiful they are a 5a school yeah they're so, 5a they're two and three so yep not a you know top flight 5a team but still you know, there's a reason these schools all that you know a lot of the 4A schools schedule 5A teams is because there's a bit of an extra challenge. Sometimes there's a bit more length, and maybe they aren't as good technically as some of these 4A schools. You know, but you you practice against good length, and you know sometimes they really are there are a lot of good teams, but you want to practice against teams that'll provide you a challenge, and there's usually at least some inherent challenge when you're facing a 5A team. Not always, but usually. So, uh, yeah, interesting interesting schedule of games this week. Uh, Bear River, they're going to be at a tournament in Preston. We know they face Jerome on Thursday in the uh, afternoon, but it's going to be like a true tournament format, so we don't really know who they'll face next. It'll be, it'll be determined on how teams perform in their first round. Yeah, uh, you win, you advance to place these teams. If you lose, I mean, you're guaranteed three games, but uh, we don't know exactly who they'll face on uh, Friday or Saturday. It'll be like a true tournament format for yeah. Bear River. It's a little like the college tournament showcase type things, where they you get the guaranteed number of games, but opponents are to be determined. Yes, uh, uh, for Skyview. They, they face uh, Century tonight, then Leighton Christian tomorrow. On Friday, another Idaho school, Madison, making the trip to uh, Smithfield to take on Skyview. Uh, as we mentioned, Green Canyon on, on, down in southern Utah. We will have the game on Saturday against Dixie on 100.9 Light FM. Uh, there will be a video component of that one. 
Logan will have uh, the Thursday afternoon game at 3, Friday afternoon game at 2 for the games that they'll be covering down there. Uh, And then for uh, Ridgeline, they play tonight, then that's it for the week for the Riverhawks. For Mountain Crest, they've got a game against Wasatch at Wasatch on Thursday, but due to some scheduling conflicts, we're not able to get that game covered. But they'll return home to face Ben Lomond on Friday, and we will have that game on 107.7 KLZX. So, busy week of high school hoops. Yeah. as It, it tends to be really crazy in the non-region uh, slate because just, well, there's a game here, there's a tournament there. This, this team's playing three games in two days, and this team's not playing at all, and you know, do it all over again every week. And then finally you get to settle down in uh, region play where it's, all right, two games a week. Bam, bam, two games. Sometimes there's only one game in a week um, <laughs> or one set of games in a week. Uh, so it's it'll be nice when it calms down you get a bit more of a consistent schedule. Yes. So, uh, but next week is a little bit different because it's kind of the last little bit before Christmas. So it's just a few games here and there that kind of a smattering of, of games next week. Then you got a break. And then there's a few smattering of games between Christmas and New Year's. Got a few more non-region games on the schedule. And then, yeah, as you said, uh, the 12th of January, it's like, here we go. Yeah, that's when things that's when uh, things get interesting and things get exciting because we got all these teams that, you know, they're playing well. You got at least four teams in Region 11 that are, or at least three teams, you can probably throw Bear River, who's 4-2, and because you got um, Skyview, Logan, Ridgeline. They're all one-loss teams. Bear River's a two-loss team. And once you throw them against each other, then you start seeing who's the real good team. And we'll find out. <laughs> is is Logan actually for real, or is it going to be a battle between Ridgeline and Skyview, or is Skyview just that good and just going to walk away, you know, or run away? With well, Region 11, we'll and, see. And it also goes to the that debate we were having about Mountain West schools last hour. Like, a school may have a good record, but how battle-tested are they? Whereas another school, their record isn't as great, but you know they've played tougher competition. So it'll, it'll even itself out here in a few weeks. But uh, these are good testing periods for these teams to figure out you know, their rotations, who their players are, who they can rely on, what adjustments they need to make, uh, and hopefully stay healthy. Yeah, I don't think we've had any notable injuries yet. I think there might have been. I know there's one where I feel like there were holes in terms of games that certain players had played, and I think that was on the girls' basketball side. But I think we've generally avoided injuries so far. Uh, by the way, if you want to chime in on the Full Court Press text line, we'd love to hear from you, 435 339 0321. Uh, a couple texts relating to the NBA awards, which were announced earlier today. Uh, 7994 says Elijah Juan was only good offensively because his shoe size was like a 50. He would pivot from heel to toe five times to go from the top of the key to one foot from the basket and dunk it. Never got cal- called for traveling. Hated it. You're not allowed to. You know, I don't think you're supposed to be able to go heel to toe, but there's a lot of talk about the, all the moves that Olajuwon did that were traveling. Oh my gosh! The, yes. His I think his dream shake was uh, iconic for being traveling. I don't know if it was his dream shake. I think it was his up and under move that was that's been copied by everyone. That's 
I I saw it got called for a travel in a high school game the other day that I was calling, and I was like, yeah, that's a travel. <laughs> yeah, I remember the Jazz would have many a battle against the Houston Rockets, and it seemed like, how is that guy moving around so much on the court with both hands on the ball? But um, he, yeah, he was a dominant player and uh, was definitely an impact player for the Rockets, which led them to multiple NBA championships and always very competitive. Yeah. Uh, eight nine six eight. So the the defensive player of the year, by the way, will be named in Elijah Wan's honor. Uh, eight nine six eight. I remember Jerry West hitting a full court shot against New York to tie the game. However, he only hit I think one out of five or six shots in overtime. Yeah, we're talking about my uh, complaint, which is shared by a lot of people that the NBA's new Clutch Player of the Year award is being given to a guy who is one and eight in the NBA Finals. I, honestly, I mean, they already have the logo based on Jerry West. Like, he's already got something. Like we talked about with uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, there's already something in his name. Why not name the clutch player after Kobe Bryant? Because the All-Star Trophy is named after him. Oh, that's he already has that. That's right. So, like, there's not really one player who's iconic with clutch other than Michael Jordan. There's some with Kobe Bryant. Like, said, so he's already got a trophy. Like, But like, if they named the clutch player... After LeBron James, people would throw a freaking fit. <laughs> like the amount of people an who active would active players. So like, that's that, yeah, that that's part of it. But the fact that everyone would be like, he's three and six in the finals, or three and seven. I forget what his finals record is at this point, but he's got four four yeah. titles. So it's like, and finals record shouldn't really be the epitome of clutch. I know it should be different. But there's also the fact that the Clutch Player of the Year is also going to be a regular season award, which people already debate whether or not you should be handing out these regular season awards before the playoffs because people's legacies are defined in playoffs. Like, great players are now being defined by the playoffs. Nobody cares what you did in the regular season. And now you're going to be handing out a Clutch Player of the Year, which is, you know, most people think of Clutch Playoff moments. Like, name the best clutch regular season moment of all time. <laughs> the silence is yes. deafening. Nobody could, no, no one could think of it. But half, you know, of, half of you listening thought of one of Boyan Bogdanovich's three-pointers from a couple of years ago. Yeah, he had one great one at Houston and one uh, against the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, and there's a smattering of those around. They're great moments, but nobody ever thinks of them as iconic. Like, go back in the last few years. Iconic clutch moments in the playoffs. Damian Lillard had one. You know, there, there's, you know, LeBron James obviously had several, you know, his finals runs. There are plenty of great clutch moments in the playoffs, whether or not they were meaningful. I mean, Damian Lillard didn't end up going out and doing anything. The Jazz had a famous clutch, or famous to us, with Joe Johnson not too long ago. Yeah. They have an all-time papers. clutch moment with John Stockton, obviously, and are on the wrong end of an all-time clutch moment with Michael Jordan. Those are the clutch moments we remember, but we're going to hand one out in the regular season when almost nothing clutch that we define as clutch in the regular season really matters. So it's just going to be this opinion award that we hand out to someone we think is clutch. and But you have to do it for the regular season, otherwise you eliminate half the field of potential players, and that's just not fair, Jason. It's not fair (laughs) that some random dude on a 12-60... Two team or however many, however, 
I think 12 and 60, actually. And no, that's 60. 72. 12 and 70, that's oh, a really yeah, bad team. <laughs> Some player who made seven game-winning baskets on a 12 and 70 team, does, would it be fair that they're left out? Like, <laughs> I wouldn't care. Cry me a river. A couple of texts coming through, 9938. Carmelo and John Stockton are perfect examples of no one caring about regular season. Titles matter. Yeah. Well, gosh, two years ago, Utah Jazz, regular season, you know, best record of the NBA. New Orleans Pelicans, number one team in the West. Who's talking about the Pelicans? Nobody. Unless they're talking about Zion's 360 dunk at the end of a game. More people are talking about Golden State and how they're, what their record is against teams that they previously faced in the finals than they are about New Orleans as the number one team in the West. Yeah, the you want to know where the Golden State is right now in the standings? Ninth. But let's talk about their record against previous teams they faced in the finals. That's the bigger story than the Pelicans, who are number one in the standings in the West. Yeah, we're getting to the point where teams that are like fifth or sixth in the in the playoff seedings in their respective conference are going to be the Vegas favorites to win the title. That's how little people care. It used to be the best team was a top three seed. Sure, maybe someone in a four seed could maybe make a surprise, or you know, the three seed would win the NBA title, even though they weren't like a sixty-five win team, like some of those, you know, Boston or LA teams, or you know, Spurs or whatnot. But it's like now, it's like yeah, the oh yeah, the team in the four-five matchup—that's my pick for NBA Finals. Like the Brooklyn Nets are like the epitome of that, where they kept being favorites to make the finals, and they'd be like the seven seed. <laughs> I don't think exactly where they were. Can't remember. If, I I think can't, they, well, they were involved in the play-in, weren't they? Last year, I think. I'm trying to remember. There's the year where they were actually like picked, and that that year they may have been like at least a home court advantage. I mean, team. perennially, if you've got you know, Kevin Durant on your squad, yeah, and that's why is everyone's like, all right, you have this player, therefore you are you actually have a chance. People are going to look at the the Pelicans roster. Oh, they don't have like a top five player, which. Granted, I kind of agree with that argument to some degree. Um, you don't think Zion Williams is a top five player right now? Maybe. I don't know. All the players I thought were top five are getting old and not good anymore. But, like, maybe? The dude's playing like it right now. He is. One of the highest scoring teams in the NBA. But he's also unproven in the playoffs, so we'll see. Yeah, and he gets injured true. constantly. So there's arguments for and against Zion being able to carry that team. Um. I guess the Nets were second in the Eastern Conference in 2020, so they probably should have been one of the favorites to go far that year. But still, it's just – how did we get into this? <laughs> I forget why Post, we started talking about the regular awards. season. In the Carl Malone and John Stockton. <laughs> Let's go back to the text line. Uh, well, we do need to take a break. Oh, okay, uh, break. Time out here on the Full Court Press. We will get more texts that have come through. Uh, the stat that blew our minds, or player of the week, will also announce that coming up next on the Full Court Press. Happy holidays, and thank you for letting Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center take care of your family medical needs. Make sure you call now for an appointment before the end of the year to utilize your cafeteria funds. Located in Providence and the new Three Peaks Medical Plaza, North Logan. The entire staff, along with Drs. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, wish you a safe and wonderful holiday. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products included. Select Med are accepted. Happy 
holidays from all of us here at the Cash Valley Media Group. We hope you'll do most of your Christmas shopping at our locally owned businesses. Mom and Pop stores are the backbone of this community. If you need a shopping guide, pick up a free copy of the Best of Northern Utah magazine. Go to bestofnorthernutah.com to find a pickup location. You'll find plenty of businesses with products, gift cards, and services that will thrill anyone on your list. Thanks for helping us keep it local this holiday season. And Merry Christmas. Your skis are skinny and your boots tie with leather. You know exactly what I'm talking about. You need up-to-date ski equipment and your kids want the good stuff. Al's Sporting Goods has season ski rental for the entire family. Ski and board equipment that you can rent for the entire season. Pick them up now, bring them back in May. And for a limited time, get a free Cherry Peak Lift Pass. Youth season ski or snowboard rental, only $99. Adult season ski or snowboard rentals, only $114. Don't wait. 99 and 114 season ski rental prices will go up. Al's Sporting Goods for season ski rentals. Every sport, every season. Touchdown! The Aggies are going to the First Responder Bowl, and the fan is joining News Talk KVNU to bring you the game. Tuesday, December 27th, the Aggies face Memphis kickoff is at 1.15. Game day pregame show will begin at 11, as Al Lewis and Craig Hislop break down the matchup. Love the matchup against Memphis. Really good football team. Familiar with those guys. Don't miss any of the bowl game coverage and the game on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, the home of Aggie faithful. It's never too cold or wet to get rid of that old vehicle. Now is the time to earn extra cash for the holidays by calling DD Auto and Salvage. Let them pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles, paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. DD Auto and Salvage in Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787-1204. That's 787-1204 today. See store for details. Daryl's Appliance is feeling the Christmas spirit and wants to spread some cheer. Join them December 17th to enter to win a KitchenAid stand mixer and other prizes at Daryl's during their in-store event. Get some hot cocoa and a picture with their special guests, Santa and Mrs. Claus. They have Christmas specials all December on GE, Whirlpool, and other appliances. Plus, get 12 months interest-free financing and Daryl's famous service that backs every sale. Only at Daryl's, west on Airport Road. Alpine Home Medical has been around for over 25 years. Can you believe that? Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent. What keeps us coming to work every day? We're passionate about caring for you. From home and bathroom safety to transportation, mobility, recovery, oxygen, sleep, and more, come into any of our 10 locations today and let us take care of you. Alpine Home Medical, we bring wellness home. Visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. Following the local teams, it's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and Jason Walker. You know, they're fat, dumb, and happy and entitled. So... Why was Mike Leach talking about me and my roommates? <laughs> uh, Mike Leach. Great stuff. That's a clip from uh, him. He was being critical of his team back in 2019. It's up there with, uh, I think a couple of coaches have done it. One of them may have been inspired by the other, where it's like, you know, what I think of my team's execution? I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. I wouldn't be surprised if Mike Leach was the one who said that. <laughs> yeah. 
I know there's somebody who said originally. I think somebody else emulated it in some degree. I think, but it's just uh, good times. He was good a character. Times. He was a character. Um. So yes, the, the passing of Mike Leach. A uh, couple of local connections here. Just um, you know, David Yost, who was the offensive coordinator here at Utah State, uh, was on Coach Leach's staff at Washington State before coming to Logan. And certainly a, a big notable local connection, Luke Falk, quarterback from Logan High, um, ended up going to Washington State as a preferred walk-on and then becomes the guy and has great success at Washington State under Coach Leach um, and uh, got his way into the uh, NFL because of uh, uh, playing under Coach Mike Leach. Yeah, certainly helped him when you're in a air raid offense. Quarterbacks tend to look good in that kind of offense. Yes, they do. Uh, so on Tuesdays, um, well, before we get launch into that, we need to get some of your texts. Uh, 435-339-0321. Some of you have, you're weighing in on these new NBA awards, which were announced today. Uh, names attached to these position awards, uh, but also the, the clutch player of the year, which is new. It would be the Jerry West clutch player of the year. Uh, seven eight five four, Kawhi Leonard's fadeaway jumper in the playoffs. That was clutch. Yeah, so I was naming off a bunch of different clutch plays, and you can't list any of them in the in the regular season because you forget them after two days. And uh, now, so you go through just the last few years, there's a bunch of iconic, you know, playoff moments, and Kawhi Leonard's was obviously a huge one. They ended up winning the finals that year. Yeah, if he doesn't make that shot. Philadelphia probably doesn't change their coaching staff and very could be a very different outcome. Maybe they are the team that would, could go all the way and win the, the NBA title. Yeah, they very well could have. There could be a very different trajectory in Philadelphia where it wouldn't feel like they were a failure of a team. Um, they're obviously still contending, but you know, the, you know Ben Simmons was on that team, and they, they felt like they might have been going places, and that just ended it because then they were like a lower seed the next year, I think, and just – had to tear, kind of do a minor tear down and and uh, retooling, I guess is the term. Yeah, they're kind of in that playoff purgatory right now that Utah yeah. found itself in uh, for many years. A seven nine nine four texting in. Clutches have been replaced by automatics transmissions. Maybe we should focus on who is the best automatic, <laughs> Mister. <laughs> okay, Mister Reliable. I agree with Jason. I hate this award. Yeah, also, I, they should have an award for the most durable player who played the most minutes in the most games. Yeah, that's more of just a you know scoring title type thing. But you could give that out or at least make it a recognition because we, we have a kind of internal award for scoring titles. We don't really have that for – and we also have it for rebounding and blocks and assists. We call it a you know, scoring title and assist title. You do that for durability. Yeah, I mean, what was it? Just a handful of players? You can probably count them on one hand who played every game last season. You can probably count it on the uh, hands of a clumsy lumberjack. <laughs> it's very, very few. Very, very few. So I, I think that, I agree, that should be celebrated. Availability is the new ability, um, the best ability in the NBA. Like, it's a good thing if a star plays like 65 games. Like, Kawhi Leonard might go down as the best player to never play. <laughs> That's very true. Like, the dude, I've almost played as many NBA games as Kawhi Leonard has in the last, like, five years. 
Very think, limited. I think me and Kawhi Leonard have a combined 28 games played in the NBA since, like, 2018. That's what it feels <laughs> like. Dude is always out. Uh, eight nine six eight Lakers during the Jerry West era were about like the Utah Jazz during the nineties. Get there, but just couldn't seem to win it all. Yeah. Lakers. The only difference really is Lakers kept making it one round farther. The Jazz kept making it to the Western Conference Finals, and Lakers just made it one round further. But same result, obviously. So not a terrible comparison. Uh, follow up text here from eight nine six eight. I thought the playoffs were the season. Isn't the rest just preseason? Basically, basically, ba- basically what it is. Like, and the way the way the NBA is, it's completely messed up. Because you look at the NFL. Sure, everyone focuses on Super Bowls, and there is some of what I was complaining about in the NBA happens in the NFL. But everyone still loves the regular season. We still talk about regular season performances and how great everyone is. But obviously, Super Bowls matter. And in the NBA, it's only playoffs matter. Don't care where you were in the regular season. Don't care what you did. Don't care how good you were. There's only a handful of players and a handful of teams we respect or will ever pay attention to, and that's that. If the Jazz went 80-2 and two during a season, they'd still pick, you know, like a 45-20 and you know 20 Lakers team or whatever the math is to win the title. Because that's just how it is. Yeah, right now, Golden State has only won a handful of games, maybe three or four road games all year. They're not panicking. They don't really care because they know that they'll turn it on when they need to and they'll start to make a move. And as long as they're playing well, at least in the playoffs, then they'll be okay. Yeah. It's not about how good you've proven. It's just how much do you think, you know, can you flip the switch? Do you have the right star? that people believe in. In the NFL, it's about how you performed in the regular season. If you were the best team in the regular season, people will believe in you. If the Jaguars went 15-1, and people would think they're the best team. Nobody thinks the Pelicans are the best team. Nobody thought the Bucks were a good team until they finally won one. Nobody thought the Suns were a good team until they got to the finals. So it's like, again, that's one of the reasons why the NFL is just tends to be a lot better league as a whole is that Performance matters. Performance doesn't matter in the NBA. doesn't matter in college football. Sort of matters in college basketball. Um, that's because they have a tournament that is fairly inclusive. So right. your performance can be rewarded. Well, there's holes in that with one big leagues and whatnot. So it's like in the NBA, it doesn't matter how you perform. Nobody cares. Not until mid-April and certainly into May. Um, late May and early June is when it really yeah. matters the most. Just, just literally nobody cares. Like LeBron James hasn't tried in the regular season since like 2014. And nobody's cared. No. It's biding his time. Uh, 4781, Clutch Award is garbage. Jordan Clarkson is the definition of clutch when it comes to kind of circus shots. He makes a shot from his back that should be deemed as clutch. Or that should be deemed as clutch. Yeah, like I said, there's going to be players who are actually clutch, and they're just going to give it to some star. It's like, oh, this is the clutch guy because his team won a bunch of games. Okay, but what about the guy? We actually have clutch data, which may make this award a little bit, not as much as the garbage fire that I think it's going to be. Yeah, there's very like detailed 
parameters that they're using to determine who gets this award. They didn't just announce it like, we're going to give it to a clutch player and just leave it to interpretation as to whom ends up with it. Like, okay, these are the things we're going to track. Effective field goal percentage, points, your average points. Now, how many times have you been in these situations? What's your win-loss record in these situations? So it's, it's pretty definitive data that they're going to be looking at to, uh, to determine who their, their finalists are. Now, how the eventual person is selected, I, don't, I still don't know. Well, it's, it's still going to be media voting, and media voting are a bunch of not going to say that word on radio. <laughs> it's like we have obvious metrics for look at defensive player of the year. Like Rudy Gobert should won defensive player of the year like five years in a row, but because the media, they vote on storylines, not facts. That's how they do it. They vote on storylines for MVP, for Defensive Player of the Year, and that's why Coach of the Year, Coach of the Year is just pure storyline. That's mm. that's all we do. Yeah, Quinn should have won that multiple times. Yeah. Jerry Sloan should have won it. Yes. Did they name the Coach of the Year award? Uh, I'm sure it probably is named after somebody. I don't remember who. I don't I'll know who they named it after. Um, of course, go, go back to media, you know, go to MLS. Nick Romando, who owns like every single goalkeeping record in the MLS, never won a goalkeeper of the year award. You know, it's it's storylines. And clutch player of the year, it's going to be a storyline. Maybe if they can make it. I don't know, they'll try. Cuz media members vote based on storylines and it's the dumbest thing. <laughs> media voting ruins these awards in a lot of ways. It's very subjective. And players get robbed of their rightful award because, oh, you've you've already won this award. It's like it's, I've said this multiple times where... Well, then if that were the case, then why would Nikola Jokic win the MVP multiple times? Because he was just good enough. Like, the thing is, like last year, there were so many media members who were just completely opposed to him winning the MVP under no circumstances. I will, they, will, they will turn over every rock to find any desperate attempt to prove that Nikola Jokic wasn't the best player last year, but it was so blatantly obvious that he was the MVP that they couldn't do it. But there were so many who were just completely opposed to the idea, no matter what, for no other reason than, oh, I don't want Nikola Jokic to win back-to-back MVPs. That was the only reason. And that's the, you know, the epitome of storylines over facts. But yet he still won the award. He did. So I'll, I'll give at least a lot of the media credit for that. They're at least getting better. But you saw a lot of them. Yes, being there were a lot of. And and now this year, Nikola Jokic playing well. Granted, I think Luka Doncic is playing a little bit better, so at least he has real competition. But Jokic is still up there. But Jokic, guaranteed, bet the mortgage on Nikola Jokic not winning MVP this year, not because I think he's bad or because he doesn't deserve it, but because nobody, not a single person, will vote for him first place. Maybe one or two, but like basically nobody. I'd be surprised if one or two people voted him first place. Because they will, based on storyline, refuse to entertain the possibility of him winning three MVP awards in a row. In a row. Yeah, and like LeBron James, he'd won like three in a row, and then Derrick Rose won one. Even though Derrick Rose, the most undeserved MVP ever to Derrick Rose. (laughs) He was an impact player. Not the MVP. (laughs) There's like 15 impact players in the in the NBA every year. Doesn't mean we hand out 15 MVPs, but he got it because they couldn't give it to LeBron James he got again. Fatigue, yeah. Continuing to vote for the same guy. Yeah, this is 
This is why I don't like award voting. <laughs> well, let's let's see what you voted on for. The yeah, now that I've said week. I hate award voting, time for us to hand out some awards. <laughs> Who did you like? Uh, we'll discuss that next. We'll reveal our player of the week and the stat that blew our minds next here on the Full Court Press. When it comes to home care, it's important to know you have a choice. If you or a loved one is in need of hospice or home health services, remember that Primrose Home Care and Hospice believes in treating the patient as well as the problem. We work directly with you and your doctor to create a health plan that's catered to your needs. Our team is devoted to providing options and the freedom and safety of your own home. Visit us at primrosecare.com or call to schedule a free consultation. Primrose Home Care and Hospice, your local hospice and home health provider since 2006. Kids for Christmas is dedicated to helping families this holiday season. In Family Nine, a single mother is living with nine kids, several who are struggling with health problems. The mom would like books, slippers, and jeans. Some needs of the kids are thermos, socks, and boots. For more information, go to caresforchristmas.org. That's caresforchristmas.org. And thanks for caring this Christmas. Prodigy Brewing has so much appreciation and gratitude for the warm embrace Cash Valley has given us. We want to invite you to join us for Sunday brunch from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Our Sunday-only brunch menu features sweet and savory options such as chorro French toast, chilequiles, fried chicken egg sandwich, and a Bloody Mary bar. You also won't want to miss our hash browns. Whether you're out with the family or friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley. Open seven days a week, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is hiring for their manufacturing, distribution, and warehouse team. And that's great news for anyone seeking a rewarding career. Thermo Fisher offers positions across multiple shifts, competitive compensation, health benefits, paid time off, bonuses, and an excellent work environment. Help Thermo Fisher make the world healthier, cleaner, and safer. Visit jobs.thermofisher.com and search Logan. Thermo Fisher Scientific is an equal opportunity employer. Touchdown! The Aggies are going to the First Responders Bowl, and the fan is joining News Talk KVNU to bring you the game. Tuesday, December 27th, the Aggies face Memphis kickoff is at 1.15. Game day pregame show will begin at 11, as Al Lewis and Craig Hislop break down the matchup. Love the matchup against Memphis. Really good football team. Familiar with those guys. Don't miss any of the bowl game coverage and the game on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan, the home of Aggie faithful. Which local high schools do you follow and support? Find your favorite high school logoed items at the Locker 42 North store. Yes, Locker 42 North has high school logoed hoodies, t-shirts, blankets, and more. Green Canyon, Mountain Crest, Logan, Ridgeline, and Skyview can all find their high school logos on apparel at Locker 42 North. And high school logoed items make great Christmas gifts. Logoed items from all your favorite high schools exclusively at the Locker 42 North store, 1430 North Main, next to Little Caesars. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. There are five locations of Napa Auto Parts stores between Preston and Providence. Great place to stock up on ice melts. If you need an ice scraper for your vehicle, if you need oil or Batteries that you know are going to start your vehicle in the cold, go check it out at Napa Auto Parts, five different locations between Preston and Providence. All right, so on Tuesdays, 
Uh, we get into the stat that blew our minds and our player of the week. Before we do that, quick text from 8968. What do you mean about LeBron not playing regular season since 2014? I thought he has been very trying since he joined the league, or at least a big pain in the butt. He has been a big pain in the butt <laughs> for a lot of people. Mostly having to hear people talk about him. Um, it's like a lesser version of the arguments that happened about Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, which is... If you think debates about LeBron James and Michael Jordan are bad, or like annoying to listen to, try the Lionel Messi, Cristiano Ronaldo. That's even worse. Um, but, but, but I mean, the... the uh, Hyperbole of me saying he's not trying the regular season since 2014 is slightly exaggerated. It's probably not been that long. Because I know one of the years he was in Cleveland again, he was trying really hard in the regular season. I think that was the year after Kyrie Irving left. Um, but his time with the Lakers, he's not been regular season like at all. No. And even I think the last year in Cleveland he was that way. Yeah, just skate through and then dial it up in the postseason. Yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to shift gears, talk about the stat to blow our minds and our player of the week. Let's take a look at the numbers. It's the stat that blew our minds. He did what? On the full court press. Wow, that blew my mind. All right, my stat is in the NBA since we've been talking about the NBA. <laughs> Steph Curry, 123 three-point makes. In the first 24 games of the season this year. 40 years ago, the 1982-1983 season, zero NBA teams made more than 95 threes over the entire season. So through the first 24 games, Steph Curry has made more threes than any team ever did for an entire season 40 years ago. Give you an idea of how much the game has changed. I feel like there's a plot of the movie where some like coach in the modern game is like transported back to the past and just has his team shoot a bunch of threes and everybody hates him but he goes like 75 and <laughs> 7 or something like that like murders the league because he actually uses one of the more efficient shots you Reddit, have to have players skilled enough to make the yeah, shots yeah that, that is the one Kevin was about to mention is that part of it is you know not everybody was as good at shooting but there were good shooters back in the day there was just only like five of them per year so, as an interesting note that I found, that's somewhat attached to this. On this date in 1983, since we're talking about that season, I guess this was the season following, actually, but on 1983, on this date, highest scoring game in NBA history, 186 to 184, and only four three-point attempts made that night. Yeah, I know it was Nuggets-Pistons, I think. Yes. Yeah, I remember I looked up that game once. That's the only reason I know that. But Isaiah yeah, was, Thomas had 47, John Lang had, Long had 41, Kiki Vandue had 51, and Alex English had 47. It's the day defense forgot. Somebody play some defense. <laughs> they did not. Uh, so my stat is, uh, I teased this yesterday where I mentioned uh, that uh, Max Schulte had 18 points. He only made three field goal attempts. So I actually completed the search that I started. Um, I figured out how many times that been done, at least recently, in college or by Utah State players, and somewhat significant. Uh, he's one of 18 players to do it this year. But since 2010, he's one of just two Utah State players to do it. Mm. Uh, the other one was Kobe McEwen. I forgot to write down which year he did it. But there's one year he, or one game, he had 18 points, exactly 18 points, same as Shulga. 
he uh, made 12 free throws, made only two field goals, actually. They were both three-pointers. Then he made the 12 free throws and scored 18 points. Wow. So no that's field nuts. goals, but lots of points. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, so that's the stat. Now let's get to the player. Time to see who the real MVP is. If you have a good game, your game is going to say that. You, know, you don't have to say it. Puts a lot of cool things in perspective anytime you're the first time doing something. It's the Full Court Press Player of the Week. Let's go! So I went first on the stat. Jason, I'll let you go first on the player. All right, so I went ahead and, uh, like I said, my rule is to stick local as much as I can, and I went with Dan Akin. I feel like he deserves some recognition. You're not the most statistically dominant um, week, but obviously did pretty well. He had, I think, 19 against um, San Francisco. Then he had, like, 14 against Loyola, so about 16.5 over basically one week. Not a huge rebounder, but just overall, he's just been a consistent president inside. And I feel like he deserves some recognition for being, you know, really good off the bench. Granted, he's playing starters minutes off the bench, but he's been... I wasn't sure if he was going to be an offensive impact for the Aggies this year, but he very much is. Absolutely. He's averaging almost 14 points a game this year. He's scored in double figures every game since the Utah Valley game where he scored six points in his debut. But he's been in double figures ever since. Uh, I went close to home as well, and I also selected a Utah State Aggie basketball player. I went with Sean Barstow. Uh, really impressed with his 14 points, but also seven rebounds, six assists, which led the team against Loyola Marymount. Uh, had a steal, had a block, and he had one epic dunk in that yeah, game. He did. Just uh, his ability to attack the rim, uh, put pressure on an opposing defense, but it's not just that. Like His game has really evolved, and now he's grabbing rebounds, he's facilitating, he's helping his teammates. With Ryland Jones out, I've really been impressed with how other guys on this team have stepped up. And, of course, that's been a hallmark of this team anyway with how much they share the ball. But you know, not having your premier point guard available, it hasn't slowed them down on how well they distribute and share and uh, really impressed with Sean Barstow's play in that game. And also with his defense, too. It doesn't always show up in the stat sheet, but uh, how well he played against Loyola Marymount late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. Yeah, Barstow's versatility is huge to this team in a supporting role. You know, the better he plays, the better this team is, even though he's not necessarily the star player. But, you know, championships are won by having great role players like Sean Barstow or like Dan Atkin or Highland Jones, you know. Star role players win championships. Very true. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. We want to come back and update on Utah Jazz, who is and isn't available for Utah. There's been a few guys missing games, but who is available tonight as they take on the uh, the New Orleans Pelicans. New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, we won't have that game because we'll have uh, the Skyview Bobcats in action, but we'll still give you a brief preview on that one coming up next here on the Full Court Press. Happy holidays from Birch Creek Golf Course. For your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com. Birch Creek's online store offers punch passes that are on sale at the spring sale price, as well as driving range passes and discounted golf lessons from our PGA teaching staff. So for your golfer this Christmas, I invite you to visit birchcreekgolf.com and enjoy Birch Creek's virtual online store. And happy holidays from your friends at Birch Creek. 
Don't wait. Plan your New Year's Eve celebration now. Get your night rolling at the Riverwoods Conference Center's New Year's Eve buffet catered by Elements Restaurant. The night kicks off at 5 p.m. for you early birds. Reservations are being accepted from 5 to 8 p.m. Enjoy a delicious buffet full of appetizers, salads, garlic, rosemary, prime rib, and brown sugar Dijon pork loin. Plus decadent desserts sure to satisfy any sweet tooth. Start your New Year's off in style with family, friends, delicious food, and live music at the Riverwoods Conference Center New Year's Eve buffet. Call ahead for reservations 750-5151. Les Olson IT structured cabling is second to none. Tired of old and inefficient cabling? Have an upgrade or remodel planned? Building a new network from the ground up? We offer the very best in low voltage cabling installation, including data, phone, fiber optic, and more. Ask us how to get your free consultation today. Less Olsen IT. Happy holidays and thank you for letting Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and the Hearing Aid Center take care of your family medical needs. Make sure you call now for an appointment before the end of the year to utilize your cafeteria funds. Located in Providence and the new Three Peaks Medical Plaza, North Logan. The entire staff, along with Drs. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette, wish you a safe and wonderful holiday. Go to CashValleyENT.com for details. Most insurance products included. Select Med are accepted. Interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Jason Walker here on the Full Court Press. Got a text from 4781. I think the Messi-Ronaldo debate is hilarious. I'll make the argument outright for Messi. Messi trails Ronaldo in career goals by about 25. He's done that in 123 less games than Ronaldo. Also, Messi isn't a striker. Messi is the GOAT. Of course, Messi had a good game today. See, I had, I had heard the argument that the opposite where Ronaldo's a winger and Messi's a center forward. But again, I'm not going to take sides in this debate. I always thought Messi was more the winger and Ronaldo was the center forward. So it's weird that when somebody tried to make that opposite argument... But like I said, yeah, with 4781 where the debate is hilarious because people get so passionate about it and they keep making the same arguments. Like you see Pessi and Pinaldo trending on Twitter every now and again because <laughs> the, the main argument against both of us, oh, they get all their goals from penalties. It's like, yeah, they got a lot of goals from penalties because they're both good penalty takers and they do it for their team. Right. No duh. And Messi got one today yeah. on a penalty and he had an amazing assist. Yeah, he did. It's like... I don't know why you'd want to diss either of these players. They're both so fantastic and fun to watch. Uh, Utah Jazz in action tonight, taking on the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans favored by two coming into this matchup. But a um, little surprised it's as close as it is, probably because Mike Connolly is back, Jordan Clarkson is back, and Lowry Markkinen is back. So those that, that all helps Utah give themselves a fighting chance in this one. They beat New Orleans in New Orleans earlier this year in a really close competitive contest. And uh, New Orleans maybe have some revenge on their mind. These pe- te- Both teams have taken different paths since that game, though. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. Pelicans are playing really well right now. They're without Brandon Ingram, who's missed, I think, the last seven games. They came out earlier. He's going to be re-evaluated, reevaluated in a week. Um, but the thing is, the Pelicans are 7-0 and without Brandon Ingram, so don't read too much into them not having Brandon Ingram. Mentioned Zion Williamson him earlier debating whether or not he's a top-five player, and I conceded he's certainly playing like it. 
he's averaging like 30 points, nine rebounds, and five assists in those seven games without Ingram. So they're sure still a very deadly team, and Zion obviously playing very well right now, near unstoppable at times. Dominant physical force. That'll be interesting to see how Utah defends him tonight and if they can get back on track after a few close games but just not able to close the door. Uh, so that's uh, we won't have that game. We'll have the Skyview Bobcats as they take on Century. Pre-game at 645, tip-off at 7 here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.